Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're with William Shuttleworth, 71-year-old U.S. veteran who completed a 109-day walk across America. I'm, I'm both awed and kind of jealous, but uh, really glad to have you on. He uh, is involved with an organization called Vets Don't Forget Vets. Thanks for being on, sir. Yes, it's a real privilege to be here. Okay. Uh, so first, tell me what motivated you to embark. Well, last summer I ran a camp for the state of California, a campground on Malibu Beach, and I created three slots for homeless folks, and they were all veterans that sat at my picnic table every day and listening to their stories about denied benefits and drug and alcohol use and suicidal thoughts. I just felt that America had forgotten the whole uh, range of people that served this country. And I told my wife I wanted to do something to bring better awareness for what the needs of our veterans are. So you were you were 71 when you did it, or you're 71 now? I'm 72 now. I left my house here in Newburyport, Massachusetts on May 15th. Walked out my front door, and 110 days later, I was in San Diego, California. So you took I a, averaged about 30 miles a day. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. 30 miles a day, is, it seems a lot. I've, I've often wondered how long one could walk if one just walked. So there's that. Well, now, my longest walk was 52 miles one day and 46 another day. Uh, so um, some days I walked a lot more than others. So you said you had pretty good health. You wanted to take advantage of it before it was compromised. What exactly was your level of ability? Uh, did you have sore knees or anything? Uh, any, any, any dings? You know, Bradley, I, God must've been with me because I never got a blister. I never pulled a muscle. I never fell down. I never hurt myself. Um, I walked effortlessly. The hardest part walking actually was carrying the 32 pound backpack for 12, 14 hours a day. And by the end of the day, it felt like somebody put a cement block in the in the back of my backpack. Yeah, we're going to get to what you put in that back backpack uh, a little later. So what time of year did you go? I left May 15th uh, uh, right here. And on the first 30 days here in, in Massachusetts into New York, it, it rained 25 days, sleeted some of those days. I never thought I never thought I was going to dry out, but I sure did once I got to Utah and California. How sure were you you'd make it? If you had to give yourself odds, what would you have given yourself? I never doubted a minute that I was going to do it because I was so focused on what veterans needed. Okay. And let's get into the backpack now. So basically, I like to walk a lot. You, you are my hero just for well for walking so long. And the reason, the, the cause you walk for, but I'm really curious about the nuts and bolts of walking that far in your backpack. 32 pounds, you say. Of course, you only took what you absolutely needed to take. Completely, mini, mini, mini mal. What was in the backpack? Well, I started out with 32 pounds, and it got it down to 25 because, I, like you said, I, every day I'd say, what is in here that I can send home? I had a nice tent, uh, sleeping bag, uh, 
mattress that I blew up, uh, two sets of clothes, food, stove, personal items. And you'd be surprised how quickly that weight adds up. Um, and every day you say, what can, what can I send back to uh, leave this? And as I got warmer, I actually set my sleeping bag back. So I didn't have a sleeping bag. And so you slept, I know you slept in, with, in people's houses sometimes, but if you slept outside, what would you do? I did Just for the first time, but once it became, it became a national news story pretty quickly. So you only had to um, sleep outside one time? No, no. For the first 30 days, I slept out most of the time. But by the time I got to Pennsylvania, uh, for some reason or other, the nation knew that William Shuttleworth was walking across the country. And the next town would try to outdo the last town to put me up and provide uh, uh, services, an event for veterans, uh, awareness for them, uh, American legions, uh, fire halls, uh, VFWs. It was just an amazing level of support that this nation has for veterans. And I happened to be the man at the time that was representing them in a way that they felt very positive about. What else did you feel you could get rid of? You got rid of the sleeping bag. That's probably not six pounds. That's probably two pounds. About two and a half pounds. I I set back uh, some clothes. I had a jacket that I no longer needed. Um, I set my stove home because I no longer was cooking outside. People were putting me up, um, and I didn't have to carry much food because I would, I would have food and meals provided for me along the way. How now the rain? When, the, when you walk, a, go ahead. When you walk across the country for veterans, you really—it's not a stunt. Uh, you don't—you don't put that much energy of burning seven thousand calories a day without really wanting to bring core awareness to what I was walking for. And I had, I had some real significant goals, Bradley. I wanted to focus on the number of veterans that have taken their lives. I wanted to focus on the 62,000 veterans in this country that are homeless. I want a better health care for veterans. In fact, I want the same health care for all veterans that were dishonorably discharged as Congress has. Excellent. I, I know that sounds yeah. like a big thing, but I absolutely, they, they deserve it. As far as I'm concerned and heard from thousands of veterans across the country, the services that the average veteran gets comes at a big, big cost and uh, difficulties. Do you know the average time that it takes a veteran to get services once they apply is 568 days? Can you imagine that? No, that's not right. And then I wanted to raise $100,000 for disabled American veterans on my Vets Don't Forget Vets homepage. And I'm pretty close to that. And I want to present that check to the president of DAV in front of Congress and say, how come an old man had to walk across the country to bring this awareness and money when Congress should? And my last goal actually focuses on that, Bradley. I want more vets elected to Congress. You know, when I went in the military in 1970, 75% 75% of Congress were veterans. Today, it's less than 12%. They've lost their focus. They've lost their energy. They fight among themselves instead of defending the country and veterans. And we need better, we need better, better representation at the top level. Why don't you run for office? I have thought about that. You know, we've got a lot of old people in office right now. Yeah. Um, actually, actually, people here in my hometown in Newburyport have actually met with me to ask, ask me to run for Congress or to mayor my community. Uh, I'm committed to that, but right now I want to do 
more advocacy at the local state level. You know, Massachusetts is such a great state, and they do have some great services for veterans, maybe the best in the nation. And we could actually be the Petri dish to show America how we could eliminate homelessness, how we could address the suicidal um, calamity that this country is focusing on for veterans by having a, an immediate impact plan for all communities at the local level. You know, to give, a, to give a depressed veteran an 800 number is an insincere first step. We need to bring that down to every local level. You certainly wouldn't give an 800 number to your daughter or son or wife if she was suicidal, would you? No. You would do anything in the world. you go to her house. And we have that capacity at the local level to build that local power support. I also want to give more support to families of veterans while they're on active duty when they come home. I want to recognize the women that have donated a tremendous portion of their life, not only as wives, but as actual servicemen. People forget that 18% of our service are, are women. And somehow we overlook that sometimes. We, we think that veterans are basically is a male constituency. It's not. I honor the fact that the Colorado has a special plate that says a woman veteran. No other state has that. I feel like you would have a shot at Congress because I feel like we are all kind of hankering for some straight talk, and you, 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 you have the goods. Well, we do need more focus on that. We do need to talk about what it is that we need. Uh, America needs people that want to take action and do it. I heard a lot of Congress people and local politicians talk about what they are going to do as I walked across the country. But when I asked them, what actually have you done, there was this pregnant pause all the time that they was always talking about what they wanted to do or should do. I don't think we should no longer talk about what we should do. We need people that are going to take action on our veterans. We have 23 million uh, veterans. We have probably close to a million here in this state of Massachusetts, maybe a little bit less than that. Let's take good care of them by providing uh, a good health care, tax abatements, uh, affordable housing. And we can do that. But does this state wealthy enough and supportive enough and generous enough and aware enough to do it? So okay, did good. you walk did you walk on highways and was that on you know kind of a bummer walking on big highways? I never walked on the interstate because they wouldn't let me do that. Apparently there's some federal laws about that. So I walked on state highways, county roads, back roads, uh, and, and it was never a bummer. Uh, in fact, I didn't want to walk on the interstate because there's no way for people to stop and talk to me. On an average day, Bradley, about 12 people would stop me for pictures and for selfies and to talk about what their concerns were. And I wanted to be available. I never wore headphones or earphones because I wanted people to know that I was there for them. My my webpage actually has my phone number on there, so people could call me, and they did all day long. What did you use for guidance, paper maps or the phone? I had both, but mostly a paper map. I took a uh, an atlas and tore it apart, put it on my living room floor, and mapped it out. And uh, every day I knew where I was going, and uh, it was an easy thing. And it, um, it sounds like a tremendous effort, and actually, apparently, very, very few people have ever walked across the country. Yeah, but so, when you when you're that committed, it just flows. I think you walked further than Lewis and Clark. <laughs> oh, I did. Okay. I think I walked further than Lewis and Clark. Did sure. your route change, or did you stick right to the plan? I I made two changes only. Uh, when I got to uh, 
when I when I got to Colorado, um, I I made it a quick change because if I went straight from into Colorado, I had to walk through about 80 miles of desert. So I took a little journey up to Nebraska into eastern Colorado where the towns were. And then I, once I got to Grand Junction, Colorado, the very end of the state, I took a big detour south. Instead of going straight across into Utah and Nevada, I went down to Utah and Arizona because there were literally 100 miles between houses. And I it was 100 degrees by then, and I just felt that I couldn't do it. Oh, man. The, the last 10 days, Bradley, it never got below 100. Can you imagine that? I can. I, I can imagine. I, I would get up at 2 o'clock in the morning, and it was 101 degrees, and by noontime, it was 116. Your body turns into beef jerky. You have to really, really work hard to, to, to stay hydrated. Is your body still beef jerky, or did it, you know— did it get, I lost get about better. 12 to 15 pounds to begin with, but then uh, my wife saw a picture of me on, on Facebook and called me and said, "Honey, you got to start eating more because I'm a plant. I I have a plant-based diet, mm -hmm. so I had to I had to add uh, eggs and cheese and milk to my diet to sustain weight and and drink more water. I I was hungry all the time. You talk about the nuts and bolts." You burn about six hundred, five or six hundred calories an hour when you walk. That, at my weight, one hundred and forty-five, and carry a thirty-five pound backpack, which is seven thousand calories a day, which is a plate of lasagna nine by thirteen. I could eat that every day and lose weight. Wow! Tell me about some of the stories of people you stayed with. Oh my gosh! Some of the people that I met were just unbelievable. Uh, just fantastic stories. One right here in Massachusetts. I was walking by this gas station one day in Massachusetts, and this man had no legs, and he worked. He, he ran his garage on a scooter board. He had a leg blown off in, in Vietnam. And he never took a day off except for rehab when he got out of Vietnam, and he ran his garage. And about an hour later, he caught up with me on the road, and he had tears in his eyes. And he gave me $100 for my Vets Don't Forget Vets campaign and said, I feel like you're walking for me. I mean, if there was only one story about why I walked across the country, it was for, it was for that uh, gentleman. I, I I met this young boy in Kansas. He was standing on the road and had been standing on the road for two and a half hours in the early dawn waiting for me. He had heard me on Fox News. He was 33 years old and had congestive heart failure due to destroying all the bombs in Iraq when we invaded them. And for some sort of technicality, bureaucratic boondoggle, the VA had no recognition that he was in, ever in the service, and it suggested that he had photoshopped his papers and had never actually served in America. It took me until California making calls from VA centers and officers to have his uh, services provided. That's why I walked across the country. That is, that is sick that that would happen. It's ab absolutely sick. Doesn't that uh... man in court? Uh, it's terrible. It's terrible. And I, and I met some. I met some fairly good stories, but for the most part, most of the stories that I got were people seeking me out, saying that the VA had failed them. I would like to see an independent counsel investigate the Veterans Affairs to see where the money is going, to see where the graft is. I I visited this VA center in Denver. They had just opened up at a cost overrun of $2 billion. And no one, even after John McCain had hearings, could find out where that where, where a single of that dollar went. 
as a cost overrun. That can't that can't happen in America. No, it can't. I would think that that would undermine not only your trust in the government overall, but everyone's trust in the government overall, and it would make people think twice about joining the um, the uh, armed services because I well, they would, wouldn't I, trust I the government. Young people, to, I encourage young people, Bradley, to join the military because it's a tremendous opportunity. It is the, it's the greatest gift that we can to serve this country in some form or manner. But the minute that you sign on, you should get that core commitment that you're going to be taken care of when you leave. That's, That's right. why Veterans Day today is an important day, but tomorrow is more important because somehow now that we wave the flag on, on Veterans Day and we put them away, and too often we forget about them until the next big occasion like Memorial Day or Flag Day or July 4th. It just can't be a a ceremonial flag-raising event. It has to be a daily attention to the needs of our veterans right. that provided every breath of fresh air this country has. So you can't be a Christian just on Sunday, and you can't um, honor the veterans just on Memorial and Veterans Day. That's right. Let's take a You know, you, you asked me about the people in this country, and uh, sometimes if you watch the news tonight, you would you see so many horror stories. It, it makes you not want to even come out underneath the bed. You see gang shootings and bombings and pillaging and all that. But you put five pairs of shoes on, that's how many I wore out across the country, Bradley, and you see nothing but the most gracious and kind and loving, hardworking people that would give their shirts off their back to you. And I don't know why we can't capture that true American spirit on television news every night because it exists. I saw it every single day. My favorite time of the day was 6 o'clock in the morning. I would always find a diner. I would get up about four, find a diner, and in the diner at six o'clock in the morning, there's usually a bunch of retired people that are funny. They care about each other. They have this banter. I've often said that if you could harness the wisdom inside the, the average American diner, you could do it in Congress. That's that's the America that I saw. Let's take a quick call from Mark in Alston. Hi, Mark. Lee, Mr. Shuttleworth, is it? Yes. Um, Thank you for your service, first of all, big time. Listen, as a lifelong civilian who's given money to the USO, who's donated old clothing and um, my entire cassette music collection to the uh, Vietnam Veterans Thrift Store around the corner from me in Alston, I figure that, uh, well, I couldn't uh, play it on my stereo, but there must be someone in the greater Boston I only have 40, se- 40 seconds, Mark. Anyway, Let's get to the point. Excuse me? I only have 40 seconds if you want to say something. Yeah, okay, so- but there's a horrible injustice going on where a lot of people who qualify for a home mortgage through the Veterans Administration uh, are being turned down by buyers. Well, it's a perfectly Absolutely. safe mortgage, and I That's think an, that should be forbidden. Let's uh, do Absolutely. this. Let's have, after this break, we'll have Mr. Shuttleworth address that excellent point brought up by Mark in Alston and continue. We'll get the, the, the word out there and also make sure we give you the, uh, the means, the address to donate. It's WBZ Boston's News Radio. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's, it's uh, Jay talking with Bradley Jay. And we have our guest, William Shuttle, who walked across the country for a good cause. Shuttleworth. For, for a good cause. Shuttleworth, excuse me, for a good cause. For some, okay, for a good cause. And we're talking about some of the problems that are faced by veterans, including an inability to get a, a mortgage, a veteran's mortgage. Mark brought up this point. Mark from Alston, you said, good point. Can you uh, elaborate on that he a little made, bit? He made a very good point, and there's so many difficulties in getting that loan. Every veteran that wants to apply, Mark, you're, you're spot on, needs a certificate of eligibility. And that's a form that you can fill out. You have to have some documentation on that. And, uh, and it shouldn't be income-based, uh, just as health insurance for veterans should not be income-based, and it is. You can be sure that con- Congress doesn't have their benefits based on their income because they're all uh, incredibly wealthy. It, it should be something that is uh, constitutionally delivered as a benefit to someone who's willing to put their life on the line. Mark is, a, Mark is so right. And, he does. I don't want Mark's uh, collection of uh, tapes. I think they sound lovely. But anybody can go on my Vets Don't Forget Vets on my GoFundMe page and support that money. It all goes to disabled American veterans, and God knows they need it. Okay, vets. Uh, the health care, the housing issues, they can be addressed. These are issues that Americans can fix badly. Vets Don't Forget Vets, that's the website? Yes, sir. Okay, and then, and folks can go there to donate. Yes, they can. So we'll make sure we mention that a, a lot as throughout the rest of this. Please do. This Please talk do. Here. Some sometimes when people donate, they like to give a story about uh, their wife or grandmother or grandfather, or uncle or brother that was in the military and write a story. And people have loved reading about those all over the nation on my website because it really it really brings it down to a personal level. Back to the nuts and bolts of the walk, and we will continue to. Plug the vets, don't forget vets, and also again give your five recommendations as, as we, as we uh, get to the end of the hour. How much cash did you guess? How much cash did you bring? You know that's a great story. I th- I started with twelve dollars in my wallet, and uh, it is amazing. I'm going to say that I never spent out of my pocket more than a hundred dollars walking across this country. Can you imagine that, Bradley? I can. Uh, excuse me, I can. you probably spent the most of it in the again, that, first that's 30 America days. The beautiful. People would want to buy me lunch. They would give me cash for meals. They would say, look, I stop at this restaurant. It's 22 miles ahead. Uh, I have already sent uh, my credit card. They're, they're going to provide a meal for you. Uh, the firehouses always put me up. You know, we, when you think of veterans, please remember all first responders, such as police officers and firemen. I stayed at five, seven different firehouses across the country, and I just can't imagine how valuable their jobs are to America. Did you get the sense that I would per- go to? I would go to one county, and a sheriff would stop and says, "Look, here's some water and some some granola bars. I'm going to send my notice." I head to the next county, and the next sheriff would stop and says, "I got you for the next county." Isn't that fantastic that they had this level of care for me? It is, and. Uh... How about some challenging moments? Of course. I know you never felt you would give up, but not all moments are equal. And so some of the most, some have uh, probably were uh, more challenging than others. 
Oh, my gosh. I had breakfast one day in a town called Mount Sterling with Roger Kindhart, who was about six foot eight, 300 pounds, and he had assembled 20, 30 veterans. I left Roger and started walking, and 35 miles later, which was about eight hours, I heard the most thunder, lightning, and then I heard these tornado warnings, which I had never heard because we don't have them here in New England. Big sirens. Remember, this is nine hours later, Bradley. Uh, I couldn't even see my feet. It was raining so hard, and I was pretty scared by then. Didn't know what to do. Roger pulls up. He had not forgot me. He got out of his truck, and he says, I'm not even going to argue with you. Get in my truck. And he took me to his mom's house and where we had cinnamon rolls and coffee, and we rode out the storm and, and went on. That was a very big challenging moment. I didn't know what was going to help me that day. The biggest challenge was the tremendous heat of Southern California and Utah and Arizona when, like I said, it, for 10 days it never got below 100. That is very hard in the human body. We're with William. Of, you, sorry, I'm just going to plug the website again. We're with William Shuttleworth, who walked across the country to bring attention to the lack of attention to veterans care and veterans affairs. And if you would like to donate, Vets Don't Forget Vets is the website. Vets Don't Forget Vets. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Well, Dolph, uh, thank you for interrupting because I want people to be aware and connect to me. They, my website has my phone number. They can contact me. It has my email address, and I'd be glad to reach out at any time. I, I've had many speaking engagements and trying to bring that level down to the high school kids so they understand. High school kids are one war away from being drafted, and they need to know what's going on in this country, and I really want to have that opportunity to talk to kids about what a great experience it is. I'd actually like to see a national service requirement for all high school graduates. It doesn't have to be the military. It could be the Peace Corps. It could be VISTA. It could be working in a nursing home for the national parks. It could be for the local parks and Alzheimer's clinic. But don't you think that would be a great gift to America to have kids recognize that the cost of living in a great country like this is to give a little bit back to begin with, paying it forward to the yes. country? Yes, and plus, it would get them out of there bulldoze their parents home for a while and let them learn a, a little something because they know nothing when they get out. Hey, would you recommend that people vote only for vets when given the choice? No, I think that not, not just a vet, but I'd like to see more vets running. I mean, I think there are veterans that have uh, some fantastic things to offer, but definitely we should encourage uh, more veterans to run, not just at the federal state level, but at the local level, the town level, city council level. Let's make sure that our veterans are represented and recognized in ways that actually contribute, not just, not just blabber. Okay. Can you give us a five recommendations again? Because it's you know well, on the on the radio, some folks don't don't hear the whole program. So of course, well, my again. first recommendation is to address vet suicide. Uh, the number that I recognize now is about fifty a day kill themselves. Uh, that's a, that's a tremendous loss. The the number that you hear nationally is twenty two, but the twenty three states did not actually send data in on that study, including California, Texas. We need to provide local intervention for. Any, any veteran who's depressed. The second vet, the second recommendation that is concerned is homelessness. You know, 62,000 homeless vets in America, they weren't homeless when they went in the military. They deserve better than that. I actually had mayors of cities saying, well, they want to be homeless. Who in the right mind wants to get up today and be homeless? Who said that? I've had mayors of city tell me that. Which city? 
I don't. I, I, I'm not going to disparage, but they, the, the, I can tell you that they were there. Okay. The third recommendation is, like, as I said, health care. I want the same health care plan as every member of Congress, period. If they can do it and, and can afford it, we can't not afford it for our veterans. And the fourth, the fourth recommendation, of course, is elect more vets to Congress and encourage or encourage vet-friendly or a vet-caring uh, candidates to run for office. And then, of course, trying to raise as much money as I can so I can give it to disabled American veterans. There are a lot of charities out there. I just happened to choose one that had the highest percentage of dollars donated that went to direct service for veterans. How many veterans are thousand vets at homeless? Okay. I couldn't hear that number, actually. Can you say it again? 62,000. That's a lot of people. It is. That's a lot of people. That's a city the size of Flagstaff, Arizona. You can. Uh, you have plans to advocate for eliminating veterans' homelessness by 2030, so you have a vision. Yes. Well, here's how easy it is. Congress has $293 million that they have already allocated toward providing homes for homeless vets. They did that two years ago, and not a dollar has been spent toward housing. It is all gone to administration. That, that's what we need to address. We need to say, why is that money not being spent? You know, one day I was in Illinois, and I, I had the privilege of building, working with a team that built a house for a homeless guy in one day. At 7 o'clock in the morning, it was a 14 by 30 slab, and by 5 o'clock that night, this disabled vet was eating Cheerios at his dining room table. That whole project cost $22,000 and the, the labor of 100, 150 donated people. That's all that it takes is the effort, the commit, the commitment, and that love for veterans to do this. That's pretty amazing. Was that a prefab house? No, it was a stick-built home. Uh, well organized by an organization called Two by Fours for Hope. It's a national organization that's actually gone to Haiti and built homes down there for that ravaged country. But that's that's and and that model could could easily be replicated here in town. And during your intermission, when you had the newscast and the local man here in Massachusetts, Sergeant Monty, they're providing some medal for him for his loss of life. I think that's wonderful. But we need to do more than just to, don't, to, to name a bridge after a soldier. We need to do much more than that for that family and, and, that, and that legacy that that poor man left for giving his life to this country. We need to do that for the next person coming along so that they're taken care of and that they're loved. Okay. We have Henry in Canton that wants to chime in. Hi, Henry. Hi, how are you? Great. Uh, first, what a great story this is here. It's making me want to do it. But one of the, uh, it's funny, the other day I was talking to somebody um, that I was riding in the vehicle with, and uh, it was about Veterans Day. And I said, I have to tell you, Dennis, that one of the uh, great regrets I have in my life is that I never joined the service. Um, back when I was younger, the Vietnam War was raging, and it was college, and I, I, w I was younger than um, when they were drafting, but I did get a number. But, you know, once you grow up a little bit, and it, it's been plaguing me for, since I've been probably 30 that I didn't serve the country. And I think it's a big issue uh, on how people see and feel about the country that they haven't served. Um, and I have the most... 
I have great, great respect. I'm a, I'm a member of the Sons of the American Legion, and you know, I'm sorry to say that, that we flag the bridges and whatnot. But, to me. but it's um, but there should be. There's a great guy here in Canton, that Tony Andriotti, that's the veterans agent, and a lot of towns don't even have one. He's retiring now, and he's done so much for every veteran here in town, over and over for the last thirty years. But uh, it, it would give more respect to everybody if they serve the country. But when I was younger, um, you know, you're young and you have liberal ideas and you have ideals and um, and it didn't fit my my way of thinking at the time. But as you get a little older and a little bit more mature and gain some knowledge, um, and I've often thought, is there any program like, you know, I'm a little older, I'm over 60, where I don't think you can join at this point, but... Um, it, and I'm sure it plagues other people as well. There's a certain amount of guilt that sticks in my head that I didn't join and stand up for the country as much as I should have when I was younger. Um, and I'm, I think there should both be more outreach to the seniors in high school. Thank, thank you very much, Henry. I'll let right. uh, our guest re- so, reply. Just, uh, Henry, don't feel badly about not serving. You can serve your country in many other ways. You can actually donate to my website. You can provide opportunities in your local community to make sure that veterans have services and you know massachusetts i think is the only state in america that has veteran service officers for almost every community we should be proud of that and we should continue that so don't feel badly you didn't serve it sounds like you got a good heart and you can continue to donate your resources your time and energy you can make sure that every every House in your community has a flag by by having some fundraisers or some recognition or speaking to schools about the needs of our veterans. And you can donate to your cause, uh, Vets Don't Forget Vets. It's Vets Don't Forget Vets, the website. That's right. They can go right on my website and donate some money. I can assure you that 100% of all that donation is gone to support the rehabilitation and restoration of veterans that did not come back in one piece. All right. Hey, what did this whole thing do for you? We talked about what it, what you wanted to do for veterans. What did it do for you? You know, that's a great question, and thank you for asking. It, it gave me the greatest appreciation to be an American. I mean, you, we, we criticize this country, but you don't see boatloads of people leaving this country to go to another country, do you? For all the problems that we have in this country, it is the greatest ticket on planet Earth. And it re- reminded me of the goodness and the kindness that lives in the heart of almost everybody that you meet. Regardless of our political differences, uh, red and the, and the blue that we argue about, the Republicans and Democrats, when it comes down to serving veterans, it is a red, white, and blue issue. It is an American issue. And that's really what I was reminded of. And I try to remind people of that. Went as I walked across the country. I had this one man stop me one day, and he says, I have $100 I'd like to give to you if you vote for the party of my choice. And I said, I can't take that $100 because it is not a party of our one choice. It is all parties need to support veterans. And we can't, we can't compartmentalize the delivery of services because you are a Republican or a Democrat. You have to be an American. So, so what it did for me was restore my faith in what a fantastic country this is. All right, so the and walk. I was an educator all my life. I, I, I worked in schools all my life, and I was working with kids all my life. And I want to continue to support that effort as a 72-year-old man to get that message out there and 
He reminded me that I can't sit on my duff as a 72-year-old guy. I have to continue to do what I can to advance the cause of how great this country is. So your knowledge that the nation is, that America is the best country in the world was reaffirmed by the walk. For people who cannot or will not walk across the country, what do you recommend they can do to have their knowledge that America is the best reaffirmed? The best, the best politics is local. Uh, the best support that we can do, it doesn't have to be veterans. It can be any cause. It can make sure that every old person in town has their sidewalk shoveled. It can be everything that we can do to support making sure that this community is great. And we can organize uh, kids to make sure there's not a piece of litter in your town, uh, that, that uh, handicapped children have opportunities, that old people have a ride to the stores. This is what we need to do is to support each other. Brandy, the other thing that I'm really focusing on is a concept called the third place. I don't know if you heard about that. No. Your, your first place and my first place basically is our home. Our second place is our job. But where is the third place for you and I to let our hair down and just be us? In Boston, it's Cheers. It could be a bowling alley. It could be a church. It could be a golf club. But what I found for veterans my age they oftentimes have actually lost their homes or their wife or their husband. They no longer have a second place. They're not working. We need to create places where veterans can come and feel relaxed. I'm trying to create that here in my hometown, Newburyport, by supporting coffee shops and diners to invite veterans in for having coffee so that they have a place in the morning or the afternoon to get together, to chat, and to have a sense of community. It wouldn't take much for Henry and Austin to say, look, I'm giving $100 every two weeks to to a coffee shop and run a tab for any veteran that needs to come in for coffee and donut so that they have a chance to, to communicate. And I'm raising that, and I could use some of my funds here on, on my GoFundMe page to do that. In fact, tomorrow morning we're having a, a coffee shop for all the veterans in town here right in Newburyport that that the Exchange Club and I are funding. Excellent. So do you still walk? And if so, where do you walk? I walk everywhere. I have a truck that sits, I'm looking at it right now outside of my front window. Uh, that truck hasn't been moved in a week. Everything I need, I go walk. If I need a quart of milk, I walk two miles down to the market basket and get it. I walk every day, anywhere between 10 to 20 miles. And now that I'm well-known, I oftentimes still carry my backpack that has my uh, patch on Vets Don't Forget Vets, just as a continued reminder that my walk hasn't ended since I come back, and my advocacy and care and love for veterans is absolutely going to continue until I can no longer walk. Do you ever walk down in the Plum Island Refuge all the way out to the end? Oh, my gosh, I have. You have. You would love to walk with me down there. Please do that with me. Isn't that so beautiful down there? Oh, yeah, that's my number one place. Although I have have never, yes. I go in the winter and go on those boardwalks and look for deer tracks and stuff. Oh, gosh, let's do that. Let's have breakfast at Mad Martha's together and chat about what we can do to support each other. I heard my my Mad Martha's closed down. No, no, Mad Martha's. I had breakfast there the other day with my neighbor talking about what we're doing, and it's a... Plum Island is a good example. It's about four miles outside of here uh, from my town of Newburyport. What a lovely walk for breakfast and back, particularly in the winter, isn't it? So Because you have the place to yourself. Right. And if you go 
from the from parking lot parking lot one or the gate all the way to the end it's six miles i believe six miles down to the far beach and six miles back which would be 12 miles i think right what a nice walk yeah what a nice walk to clear the air to feel good about yourself and Part of, part of what this is all about is actually teaching kids that you can uh, take care of your body. And I told kids in Haverhill the other day when I spoke at their high school that being 72, you can't do what I do and, and drink and smoke and vape and, and stay up all night uh, doing Internet. you got to actually take care of yourself, and you have a responsibility to do that. God gave us one body. Let's take good care of it. Nice. Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad to see that maybe we can get together and walk. I would I'd be... love to do that. You okay. have my number. Call me anytime. I, I would be privileged to spend some time with you. Likewise. So, folks, vets, don't forget vets. If you're inspired, I hope you are inspired to give a little bit to the veterans. Get involved. That's what it takes, getting involved. It really takes more than just a donation, but a donation helps. It takes a commitment to kind of get involved. Vets, don't forget vets. Go there and find out how you can help. William, William Shuttleworth, you're the man. Thank you. Thank you. It was a privilege to talk to you. I'll talk to you soon. Maybe in person. Take care, William. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.